season four or just, you know, when we decided we wanted to start coming back, <laughs> we, of course we wait till like things kind of die down and there's not much going on now for the, you know, the summer, you know, dog days of summer, I guess. But now is the time we come back. We're on the we're on the fast lane to uh, to SummerSlam here uh, at the at the, the barely sold uh, Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Um, I can I can tell you why it's barely sold. Oh. Uh, Two hundred eighty nine dollars to sit in the three hundred level. Uh, <laughs> Man, so and then also I don't know maybe Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns eighty five. So. But for once, I guess yeah. Roman is is defending instead of Brock. That's the the new thing, and it's a last man standing match. Which you know, to be honest, last man standing matches they're really hard to do well. I think there's only a f- a few that are done where well, just because it's kind of anticlimactic to like someone not standing for the ten count. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a better format than the, uh, the I quit match that. Takes you completely out of it constantly. Ask him if he quits. Ask him if he quits. <laughs> and they just all right. I do, I do very much like. I don't like all the headshots that McFoley took, but I do very much like the how they they played a recording of him saying "I quit" from a promo uh, for Rock to win that match. I, I thought I thought that was a still a fun way to do it, but I'll never watch that match again. Yeah, it's uh, a nah. little too hard to watch. I have trouble watching a lot of McFoley stuff. Yeah. Well, so SummerSlam, we might have gotten Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, but we didn't because Cody had to just, you know, lift too much weight, I guess, and then rip his. What was it? The what did he rip? He tore. He tore the entire right pectoral off the rib cage. Yeah. Um, which is that that that's gnarly. I mean, I, I've never heard of anybody having a muscle surgically reattached to bone. Um, so I, I mean, is it just super glue? I don't know how this works. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you surgically um, fake cartilage. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They had to they had to put his pectoral muscle back on the bone. So that's and that's the crazy gross. thing is. You can not only can you go out there and wrestle, but the, the it's in a spot where the doctors can clear you to go out and wrestle. Like it's not just being like the 1970s where like I gotta make the towns or anything like that. It's like no, a doctor actually had to say yes, Cody, you can go out there and do this match and either and that leave on your own terms. Either that, or he signed a lot of liability forms. But yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it's one of those where it's it's more pain than anything else. Um, right. So I guess you just a, a really hefty cortisone shot right in the right in the peck and just kind of tough it out. Um, I, I I still don't know how he got the jacket off. Um, to be completely honest, because uh, when he was pulling it over that arm, that the face he made said everything it needed to say. Um, so yeah, that was, that was gnarly. Uh, the fact that, that they still had him go over Seth Rollins <laughs> was kind of amazing. Um, so who knows what they're going to do with Seth at this point, but, uh, it's, it's certainly not thrust him back to the top. Well, I'm not going to jump ahead here, but well, I will a little bit that, that, uh, I guess super RKO that Riddle gave uh, Seth uh, off the ladder. He landed funky. Yeah, um, he did land funky. But that that so, was uh, that looked bad. I mean, he he nose first right into Riddle's rib cage. Like, yeah. there's no way to when he came off sideways. You can't you can't take the bump. So that that was bad. There were there were a couple of a couple of really nasty spots in the, in the two hell in a cell matches. Um, Shotzi landing, you know, skull first on the side of a ladder uh, kind of stands out. I don't understand the, uh, the call from the internet wrestling community for Shotzi to be fired. She didn't land on anybody else. Uh, she, the only person she hurt when she missed was uh, herself. Um, yeah. So 
she's gonna have a headache for a couple of weeks, um, and then she'll be she'll be as as right as rain. And she was still okay enough to finish the match. Um, yeah, so it's that, not. Yeah, it's not Rhea Ripley kneeing herself in the head and giving herself a concussion. Uh, so <laughs> that was bad. Which, which was also crazy. Yeah, like that was crazy to watch, and it's just like. I don't even understand how that happens, but I see how it happened. It's still like, I mean, to me, I, I don't understand how that happens because my knee does not make it up to my forehead in any kind of situation. No, it, <laughs> not at, without at peak yoga something. performance, <laughs> I I couldn't have gotten my knee up to my head, not yeah. not with enough force to knock myself out. I might have made <laughs> contact if I really stretched, but not not with any force. Um, I mean, but it's it's been wild. Just I don't want to call them botches because they're for the most part they're not. Like Shotzi comes off the those ropes spring funny sometimes, and you land weird. Um, I'm I'm amazed Jake Hager wasn't hurt in uh, Blood and Guts when he took that suplex from Santana and Santana's knee buckled like it did because um, he did not get fully extended and Hager came down right on his damn neck. Um, yeah. So the the fact that Hager walked out of there is is a testament to something about his conditioning because because uh, that was brutal. Um, but yeah, they're just hurt left and damn right here lately. Um, and you know there was a little bit of uh, I don't know there was some there's been something in the air lately. I think the shine has kind of like worn off AEW. There's just like a I think overall pessimism just kind of like in the internet wrestling community to such a point that we decided not to come back around forbidden door. We needed a little bit more of a break. Uh, but part of that was just the injuries, man, like injuries all across the board. Uh, it seems like they're particularly hit AEW hard on one hand. There's been jokes that like, you know, AEW has way too many people on the roster, but in this case, it's, it's kind of worked out for them. Um, I mean, it's the it's the Alabama mentality. Like, yeah. you recruit seventeen five star players for the same position because when the first two guys go down, you've got fifteen behind them. Uh, next <laughs> guy up is just as good as the last guy. I mean, maybe not yeah. in the case of like a Kenny Omega, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, that's why you stack rosters. That's that's why when WWE sees guys like Randy Orton go down they have to mash the panic button so hard and bring Brock Lesnar back in uh, because like, what the hell else do you do? If Cody's hurt, Randy Orton is hurt. Like, are you just going to randomly decide on somebody to push? I mean, I would have preferred AJ Styles get the SummerSlam match um, mostly because Roman got over on a series of AJ Styles matches. So at least call back to those. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, a testament to the the differences in in how rosters work. Um, when you release, I don't know, sixty five percent of your functioning roster, and then ten percent of what you got left, you know, your top guys just go down. You got nothing. Uh, when Charlotte takes a takes a vacation for a honeymoon, like, <laughs> they don't know what the <laughs> hell to do in that women's division. Um, and that's not a knock on Liv Morgan. I was so happy to see her win Money in the Bank and then subsequently uh, to cash in on Ronda, uh, which surprised the shit out of me. Um, I, I thought, if anything, she was going to try and cash in on Bianca and, and fail. But uh, I was I was thrilled that, um, you know, Ronda let that happen. So, yeah, yeah that was that was a good one. Um, but, yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, just the the differences in in how everything functions, just because AEW has reserves that they can pull from, and you know Vince and uh, the other con let everybody go. <laughs> it is kind of crazy that we have two c- people with the the surname of Khan like running <laughs> running wrestling basically, uh, especially right now with uh, Vince McMahon gotten the real hot water, or at least. Yeah has come back since uh, since all this stuff, um, since the last time we've we've been around. And uh, that's strange because he just keeps on coming out and opening all the shows and trying to get cheap pops, and yeah. they give it to him. Yeah. So. And then he, you know, the same day that the those, those reports resurface about him raping a referee in the 90s, 
like he comes out and just completely ruins that whole John Cena moment. Um, like you, you didn't have to be out there, man. Yeah. And you know the the really funny thing, and I'll have to go back and listen to it. I think on the last episode we did, we got into Me Too stuff again. Oh, right. And mentioned how surprised we were that it hadn't hit Vince. And <laughs> and then just out of nowhere. Um, I don't want to say that we manifest stuff on this show, but um, <laughs> it, it, it kind of happens more often than uh, you would think. Um, so, yeah. yeah, no, but hopefully they get that sorted. I'm... I'm both surprised and thrilled that, um, you know, Stephanie got the nod to be interim. Um, hopefully she has enough authority that, uh, that some things can actually, the, the ship can actually write a little bit. Um, it, it, I, I kind of feel a change in the waters after, after money in the bank. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Which it, Triple H did show up, up at NXT and said, "I'm back," but we don't know if that actually means anything or if it's just it's just uh, him saying that. But I, I, we haven't seen it in the product for sure uh, so far. That's for sure. But yeah, it's, I, I was kind of telling myself that um, if if Cameron Grimes got the belt last night at Great American Bash, that he actually was back. Um, but with Braun Breaker retaining. And the rest of the show going pretty much exactly as you would have expected. Um, I don't necessarily know what capacity he's back in, um, or if if he's just trying to get the lay of the land so he can fix things. And there's no sense just upending what they've got going until he knows what he's doing. So who knows? Right. I mean, he's still got to play some like political games. There's no way he can just be like, scrap it, and we're going back to black and gold. Like, yeah. I mean, like. What- you know, 1.0, whatever he does, yeah. just, just get Bruce Pritchard the hell out of there. Cause, cause everything that they've done since they announced that he had authority in NXT, uh, I quit watching, uh, if that tells you anything. Yep. And NXT was my favorite show for a long time. Um, so <laughs> it, here's, here's open the ship rights. Uh, we get, we get back to black and gold instead of the splatter paint. Uh, there's some talent down there. I mean, I, I, Oh yeah, I would sure. really like to see Toxic Attraction show up on SmackDown this week. Um, I kind of think that's why they dropped those tag belts, um, because I I think they're they're aching for, and it's it's really weird to say, but I think they're aching for somebody that can cut a promo and work matches like Mandy Rose, um, and I, I think yeah. she'd be a a great kind of, I don't want to call her a placeholder for Charlotte, but. Um, she could definitely slot right in, um, and and I think the women on on SmackDown need some some fresh blood. Yeah, yeah, they can cut a promo. That'll be a big loss to NXT yeah. because a lot of those people down there, like again, super talent. A lot of people are got a lot of talent in the ring, but whoa, man, they could use a, like an acting class or something. It, At least somebody on like. Somewhere close to Dusty's yeah, level, like teaching these people that how to cut a promo. It's all these these just super shitty written uh, vignettes that they're doing yeah. too. I bet they're not bad on promos. Um, just like if mm. they were handed a microphone and told to go, here's your bullet points. Um, but I, they even managed to make Santos Escobar shitty at promos, and he was pretty good, even though I didn't understand half of what he said sometimes. Um, I mean, he, he went out there and would just cut a hell of a promo. And now he's doing these backroom mafia MS 13, whatever the hell he's got going on. Just, I don't get it. Tony D'Angelo was even like getting to the point where I really enjoyed him. And then they've, they've shit all over it with just stereotypical garbage. And you, it's got Bruce Pritchard all over it. <laughs> you can feel it. It's it's uh, Bruce Pritchard. Uh, it's families and waste waste management. Jesus. So yeah, <laughs> uh, let's let's jump back a little bit to uh, Double or Nothing. So I actually was there. I was there with a non wrestling fan, uh, and so that was interesting. Um, I mean, he had a good time. We had a good time. 
I did not enjoy uh, Hangman losing to CM Punk. That's my my personal uh, personal preference there that I did not enjoy. But uh, the one of my favorite matches. I was kind of looking back over the card: House of Black versus Death Triangle. I thought Amazing. that was a, kind yeah. of a fantastic match. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I also remember that uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker won a his and hers uh, Owen Hart Foundation <laughs> belts. <laughs> Uh, which thankfully they stopped coming out with those things pretty quickly. Like that was, uh, there's already too many belts in AEW. And then like, they also brought in that all Atlantic championship. And it's just like, okay, you gotta, gotta I, cool I have, put it on your mantle you, or above your bed. Now that you brought the, the championship, the all Atlantic championship up, I've got to ask if the whole point is that all of the competitors are, are foreign, like from it's not Americans. Why is the American flag front yeah. and center on that title belt? <laughs> I don't know. So I, I feel like what oh. sometimes AEW does this where they have like some kind of link to history and they just don't even like mention it. It feels yeah. like it's a uh, some kind of nod to some some old belt in like Jim Crockett promotions or some some bullshit from back in the day. But like they've not mentioned a single thing about it. Like uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's a new thing. If it's a new thing, why is it the All Atlantic thing, and then you have <laughs> Japanese people guys. from Japan in it? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, th- there had to be an easier it, it, way to get intercontinental uh, without yeah. saying intercontinental. Um, I mean, you yeah. could have called it the non-domestic championship, and I'd have been fine. With it. Yeah. Uh. Uh, well, we'll jump, you know, from, from death triangle, let's, let's talk about forbidden door a little bit. This is just a kind of scattershot ADHD podcast right now. We're just going to jump all over the place. Pac winning that all Atlantic championship. I, I really enjoyed that match. And I thought it was, it's really cool to see someone that was kind of one their day one kind of win that championship. And on top of that, we did actually have an American in that match because he, she, yeah got injured uh and with clock connors and i've seen him a couple times here in la and stuff but i thought he really like kind of stepped up and showed showed what he can do when he was like the kind of the afterthought after ishii was like taken out like no one was really expecting much from him yeah but I, I didn't know what to expect because i i've never seen him or i i don't think i've ever seen any of his matches on anything um i was very impressed uh mm. For a guy that that found out two days beforehand that he was going to be in that match, like he he had he was right on time in every spot that he had to do and everything, so that was impressive. I was shocked that um, given all the promo time and the, the the vignettes and everything that Miro didn't win that belt. Um, but like like you said, I mean, Fox's yeah. been there since day one. He's always been kind of like on the verge and just never quite been given a belt yet. Um, so yeah, he, he's put the time. Yeah. That was a, that was a good call. Um, overall I enjoyed double or nothing, but it's, you know, it, it was what it was, but didn't like, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of, of, uh, of punk winning, but it is what it is. But then we got to Wednesday, which I was also at in LA cause I'm a crazy person. I went to the forum uh, and, uh, yeah, CM Punk injured himself. And so we got to the whole, this whole interim, uh, mess. And, uh, but before we get there, MJF, we're having some issues, supposedly, whether it's kayfabe or not, didn't show up to some meet and greets in Vegas and then cuts the kind of like pipe bomb promo, which so much shit has happened in wrestling over the last, like, since like what june 1st when that happened that like i i had to like when i was like writing notes for the show it's just like oh like that happened we still don't have any kind of resolution on it or just really any information at all so yeah i i don't know i don't know what to make of it um i i don't know Uh, it i it felt like it was a work and then you know, it started coming out that he did the same shit when he was in MLW. Um, so I, I yeah. don't know. Unless maybe they're just using that to, to further the idea that it's it's real 
Um, and he's just going to be the, the Joker in the next uh, ladder match or something. Um, I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see that, that promo was something, something particularly special, but, uh, also weird that, um, you know, they, they let him finish, like they just let him go. And then CM Punk came out during the commercial break and like that. Yeah. Just just weird. CM Punk and well, CM Punk hobbling out there because at that point he'd already like fucked up his leg or whatever whatever he did um and on and also the 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 bucks uh came out of the tunnel as well um so i don't know man i don't know what it is i i i gotta say it is i feel like it has to be a work and if that but also if it is it's a work just everything we've heard kind of backstage i think he's not only working us but he's working a lot of his co-workers which probably also doesn't like sit well with people in the end. Um, but then, you know, a, a week or so after this, I didn't see, I've only seen clips of it, but uh, he was on Apple TV's carpool karaoke uh, with, I think he's in a car with um, powerhouse Hobbs and maybe Ruby, Ruby Soho. Uh, so yeah, seem also seems like a strange combination, but sure, whatever. <laughs> so um, so we'll see on that, but then back to, uh, so that gives, gives us because of punk's injury that gave us Moxley, uh, kind of winning the number one contendership on the AEW side and then we had Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, for the new Japan side going to forbidden door for the interim, uh, AEW world championship. That's just what we're doing here in AEW. We're just everything. There's no, no vacant uh, winning the championship. It's 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 always going to be an interim, and then the person's always going to have a unification match. I just hope they don't just carry around belts all the time, like it. It seems like, at least why Scorpio was doing or something. I don't know. And that whole TNT title mess. I hope they resolve this yeah. better than they've done that because that well, as long as they disaster. don't get Dan Lambert involved, um, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of, we need a, I guess we need an interim, uh, kind of mascot for this season. Uh, I, do you have any thoughts on I that? I have been given uh, it some thoughts because I was, I was definitely leaning towards LA Knight and then this Max Dupree, uh, modeling agency thing <laughs> has just, it's rubbed me the wrong way. I still love the guy, uh, but he's not wrestling. Um, and he's, He's got guys that I didn't realize were still on the roster as his modeling agents in, uh, oh shit, what is his name? The guy from um, Retribution, uh, Mace. Mace, but but they, they, they put all these like different accent marks on his name and also put a period between yeah. M-A and, and uh, C-E. And, and Mansoor, because <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why half these people are still on the roster, and yet the the, the people that can wrestle like hell keep getting cut. Um, but yeah, I I think I think this season's the season of Eddie Kingston, man. Um, I just at every turn he's he's slowly become like like my my favorite person in professional wrestling. Um, I mean, he, <laughs> we were talking about it the other day, and he doesn't he doesn't necessarily look the part. He's not your your meathead, uh, but all they had to do was give him a chance and hand him a microphone, and he's the most over guy in that company, man. Um, not only that, but yeah. apparently he is the leader of that whole eight thousand person locker room. So, you know, yeah, I think season four of the dark match is the uh, the season of Eddie Kingston. Um, Yep. yep, of the matching, and it won't be hard for us to remember well, in each episode to to show love for the Mad King. Uh, he does <laughs> he does an awful lot that's worth mentioning every time we do this. Um, include including my favorite well, part we'll of Blood and Guts. He threw Sammy Guevara off the top of the fucking cage. Um, I mean, he landed <laughs> safely on what I assume was one of those airbags, but 
man, that guy gets on my damn nerves now. And it'd be, I, I really just wish they'd get him <laughs> off TV for a couple of months, let him, let him kind of reset and then come back. Not with, with Ty Conti stuck up his ass. Um, just, you got to separate them because the, the, it's ruining both of them. Um, and I, I, I was a big fan of both of them. I, I did hear a, yeah, I did. I did hear a, a interview with Tony Connery. Was like, I was like, people like uh, Sammy Guevara, people like Ty Conti, and I was like, I thought they would like them together, and I guess I was wrong. <laughs> like he he realizes well, I mean, he, it, he made it, a huge in, mistake in context. Uh, but you wasted thirty minutes of our time proposing to your longtime girlfriend in Houston. To call off the engagement because you've been boning this other chick, like you, you got you got your fiance over oh, by man. proposing to her in your hometown, and then just completely just shit all over that whole thing. Like, no, we weren't going to support you after that. We there are three hundred and seventeen hours of oh. wrestling every week, and you wasted thirty of those precious minutes for that proposal. So please, just keep your <laughs> private life separate. No more posing nude with title belts. Just, I mean, Shawn Michaels pulled it off once. That it, it's it never needs to happen again. Yeah. Oh man, it's. It's something. It's just like kind of being in high school and seeing that like couple that gets together and every time you yeah. see them, they've just got their tongues down each other's throats and it's just like, I don't want to see that, man. Like, I guess good for you, sure. Like, but like, yeah, there's I mean, a time keep for Keep doing for your that. podcast. Um, like, run your Twitch page. Be on there with each other all the time. That way people that want to see it and, and support you, fine. But like, don't, don't, don't invite your ex-fiance into our lives and then let us watch the situation fall apart. <laughs> I like, I like watching train wrecks, but, uh, but keep, keep them, keep your personal life out of my wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we'll just hit some highlights on forbidden door. Um, FDR, uh, defeated United Empire and Rapongi Vice uh, to become the uh, not only the ROH World Tag Team Champions and the the AAA Tag Team Champions, but also the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Uh, that was pretty crazy. Like, they had that kind of injury angle going on. With, Dax, yes. uh, I always get them confused. Dax? Mm -hmm. Dax is the one that sent, sent to the back? Um and he came back, uh, which, you know, with all the injuries in AEW made me a little extra nervous because it's just like, oh, man, really? Like, like, especially with the run that they're having, like, that's the like, last thing you want to see. Uh, but thankfully, that's just it was just an angle. He came back out, uh, defeated. Um, uh, I, I forget who ate the pin there. But, I, I think um, I think it was probably Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. Rocky seems like the one that would eat the eat the pin. Yeah. Um, we had that. Uh, we already talked about the uh, four-way for the All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, that was pretty excellent. Um, dudes with attitudes. Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo uh, defeated a Bullet Club, uh, El Phantasmum, and the and the Young Bucks. Um, I the really cool like Dark Knight uh, jump off the uh, the one of the tunnels. That was that was pretty badass. And again. 63-year-old man continues I love, to do these crazy part things. Of this it's match. just nuts. Um, it wasn't my favorite on the show either. Uh, yeah. I, I was not at all familiar with Shingo, and that, that dude is amazing. Um, and El Phantasmo is a badass. Like, he was just all over the place, and everything he did was so smooth and crisp, and it was, like, every, yeah. every part of that match was great. The Bucks were working the shit out of that angle that they've got. I mean, they were just healing it up hard, and I I loved it. They added a lot of character while the the rest of the guys were doing just just some amazing wrestling. Um, but yeah, sixty three years old, and he's jumping off a sixteen foot ledge above the entryway. Just and he just keeps doing it. Um, I, I I mean, he's turning into damn uh, Jeff Hardy, Shane McMahon at this point. Like 
just good yeah. God. Um, but yeah, that, that match was awesome. Uh, what, one thing I like about for Forbidden Door, the like the lead picture that Sports Illustrated used to in their like kind of recap of Forbidden Door was specifically Sting uh, tweaking El Fantasma's nipples, uh, and that's of all the photos they could have used for the whole night. That's the lead photo that was like on social media nice. that they like accompany their article, uh, which was a choice photo to use. Um, Let's let's talk about uh, we had a debut. Claudio Castagnoli uh, defeated Zack Sabre Jr. Um, via pinfall. I liked everything about Zack coming in here and daring. I, I believe it was Bryce Remsburg is the ref daring him to to like count them out, daring them to do to like call a DQ and stuff, like really pushing it, knowing that would make Bryce like a, 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 a kind of a villain in a way, at least to the crowd, because people wanted to see that match. And his manipulation of the ref is something I really enjoyed. Uh, he, he took a lot of offense from from Claudio, uh, but I think I like, I like the mind games that Zack Sabre Jr. plays. Uh, and then his promo afterwards reclaims he's never coming back to Because nobody again told Claudio after, it was supposed to be Claudio a technical wrestling match. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if he wants to, to do it again, they'll have to take take it to uh, uh, take it to, to to UK or Japan. Um, again, I thought it was good. It was cool to see the the debut, and Claudio looked great. Uh, especially after um, being yeah. away for, I don't know, February, I think was his last match on TV for WWE. Um, but cool to see him back. I hope he also opens a coffee shop like he supposedly was trying to do. Just a coffee truck, uh, and cool. he runs it in front um, of Dynamite shows. Like like the Big Show was going right, to uh, open Big ODB Show burgers. or something like that. He wanted a, to open a food truck where he made giant hamburgers and he wanted to run it in front of shows, and WWE told him no because they had Big Show copyrighted, <laughs> and that's why he left the company. Wow! He's like, I just want to run a food truck. And like, wow! I, I sit in in catering all the show anyway. Like, can I not just sit outside in the food truck? I I don't know. If that seemed awfully shitty. But... Wow. Uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, Jay White uh, defeated Hangman, retained against Hangman, uh, Okada, and Adam Cole. I really like this match. Unfortunately, uh, it got cut short because Cole seemed to suffer a concussion. I think that was confirmed that it was concussion, um, but that's what it seemed like. It. And one thing, though, Jay White seemed to be the one that actually called for that ending and uh, and just quickly ended it. Um which is really cool, real, real good awareness on his his behalf on a kind of noticing, okay, this is a problem. We gotta we gotta finish this up. Uh, John Moxley uh, defeated Tanahashi. Would have could I could have been interesting with Tanahashi like maybe being interim champion, but at the same time, uh, Mox he didn't get to be champion at all. While uh, with when fans. Um, uh, with you know, he was his whole reign was he won, and then it was immediately pandemic times. So uh, it was cool that he got he's getting that chance now. Um, uh, but we'll go circle back to my favorite match of the night. Will Osprey defeated Orange Cassidy via pinfall. The only thing I the only thing I've got against it is there were so many false finishes that got me that I so thought could have been it. That like I like I felt like I was jumping out of my seat, and there was, every time was a false finish. So by the time the actual pin happened, I was just think I I was like almost kind of boy that cried wolf type thing. It's like oh that's not gonna be it, and it was. Uh, but yeah, it was. I I got so excited. I thought Orange could do it several times, and and it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, that, that match was good, great, amazing and, match from both of those you guys. Know? Paul Heyman and, and Bully Ray and, and all those guys can talk about the hype that is Will Ospreay. He lives up to every damn bit of it, man. He is just that freaking good. Um, 
that that first night he showed up on Dynamite when he like out of no because those other guys jump into the ring so you don't even see Osprey and out of nowhere he just slides in the ring and he's already on his feet like he just he everything he does is so smooth and he knows he he's just he's just fucking good um and I I I hope we get to see more of him um yeah, I, I the the Orange Cassidy thing was kind of a one-off. I'd really like to see the um, the match that he was supposed to have with Andrade. Um, I think that match could be just absolutely stellar. Here's hoping that the the they can figure it out. Um, do another Forbidden Door in Japan, um, like like New Japan wants um, to kind of tit for tat, home and home, um, as they call it in football. Um, and and hopefully they can find a way to uh, yeah. to satisfy um, CMLL or or whatever, whichever party it was that wouldn't let that match happen, um, and we and we can actually get that one. Yeah, the weird thing is there is that FTR is the is the AAA champions, right? So you, I, I, on one level, I was thinking, okay, maybe they would have the same problem, but it, they have a CML, I guess, wherever the contract is worded, CML is the exclusive provider of Mexican wrestlers to New Japan. So I guess by the fact that FTR are Americans from North Carolina, then that like was okay that they were holding the AAA belts. Like they well, came out with the, those belts too. The interesting too. thing to me so it's not like is they weren't that wearing them. Andrade is an AEW wrestler. He he does independent dates for AAA. Yeah, but he is contracted to AEW, so technically, I mean, it's it's not like they were going to use AAA's contracted talent. So I I don't know why they couldn't get over that hurdle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Lucha Bros are actually contracted with with AAA, so like that that makes sense. It still sucks, but it makes sense there. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems like. Uh, we were supposed to get some kind of uh, Andrade and Roosh versus the Lucha Bros, but uh, it seems like for when it, rumor rumor is uh, Ray Phoenix had a health issue, which I think everyone thinks that's code for COVID, um, and uh, that's not happening as of tonight. Actually, it's it's uh, Penta versus Roosh. Oh, so that, uh, as that we tag match right could now, be death before um, dishonor. So it, it that could be a big a big selling point if uh if potentially sell yeah. some tickets i don't think they're gonna have any trouble yeah uh, that arena is not very large but yeah uh and then so one thing we talked about eddie kingston before but let's let's hit some blood and guts uh here i love that they're they they've been building this um this issue with claudio which apparently goes back to Chikara back, I think right before um, Claudio left to go to WWE. Um, so this is just, you know, this is a grudge that, that he had from their like series of three matches. Um, and he felt like there were a series of three matches for respect. And he, he didn't feel like Claudio respected him. And, They've got a long-standing history, and I like that that's come through here. Also, you know, some people are complaining. It's like, oh, it seems like Eddie has a history, uh, has a problem with every single person that comes in the, in the door. He has some kind of history, but I, I like it. It's it's fun. It's good. I like that Claudio got the got the submission uh, win, and uh, and Eddie wasn't able to get that that submission. So it just kind of builds some kind of as an auxiliary kind of member to the Blackpool Combat Club. It's just like the, a nice dynamic, and I really, really yeah. enjoy that. And, I mean, Eddie's already um, had I'm some, to see some where that, issues where that with takes other us. members of Blackpool Combat Club. So I think it's going to create one of those those scenarios yeah. where Mox has to decide. Um, so that, that could be fun down the road um, once mm -hmm. Mox drops that belt back to CM Punk, because we all kind of know that's coming. Um We will, uh, I will say to go out of your way and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Matt Menard cut a hell of a promo following blood and guts. Uh, 
it's it's just about missing a, a personal thing, a personal family thing to be at that match. Um, and it, I don't know, a lot of emotion there. If if that's if that was somehow kayfabe, his his reasoning for things and being so emotional. Uh, he's an incredible actor, and you should just give him some awards right now. Um, but I'll put some I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> he was in NXT promo. before they fired. But let's talk the a little coaches. bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's I'll give a special a shout out to his is, tag team you know, partner too, which is cool. Uh, Angelo Carter um, took an absolute ass whooping through that entire blood and guts match. Like, he started bleeding two minutes into his time in the cage and didn't stop. There was just blood everywhere, and it all it was all from one dude. Like, I don't think anybody else bled. I think it was just him. Uh, also. Yeah. Upside down. Yeah. Was he the one hanging from the, like, scaffolding upside down? Just, just like dripping Like some weird-ass horror movie? Like, like you couldn't I, see his face. I have to ask you, because it I was, honestly. Like, he was busted yeah, I, open. I, I didn't recognize right him. As, yeah. Like, Moxley forked him. He started bleeding and didn't just bled like a stuck pig the whole rest of the match. I mean, Judah Wheeler had like a hundred thumbtacks in his back when that match <laughs> ended. Not a drop of blood. But Angelo Parker is just spraying blood all over the place. Um, I'd like I, he special shout out to that guy because he took an absolute ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got some. So the what we have coming up. I mean, we're kind of just in this, like we mentioned, kind of the, the dog days of summer a little bit. We do have SummerSlam coming up, and I'm sure that'll build a little bit more. Hopefully, they, they, I guess they hope to build it to not have to move another stadium show to a smaller venue, um, like they did for Money in the Bank. Even though they're like, oh, it's a record Money in yeah, the Bank. Yeah, you weren't it's even like at the, the most, biggest like, uh, arena one, in most Vegas. One. But sure, whatever. Um, yeah, at, at, I mean, at this point, yeah. ticket sales seem so shitty on SummerSlam that, like, they could probably hold that show at Tootsie's and, and fit everybody in there that has a ticket. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess Jerry Lawler owns a bar that probably has a ring somewhere in it. Um, but, yeah, I the whole idea <laughs> is that this, this last man standing match is going to end with a cash in. And I I don't know if it's time to put the belt on Austin Theory. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have to do some real legwork between now and the end of July. Um, I love Austin Theory. I I I saw him long enough ago that I know he's put in the time. Yeah. Um, he's good at what he does, even if this gimmick is a recycled piece of shit that they've given ninety two people before him. Um, but he, I mean, he does well with it, and he's good in the ring. Um, I don't think he's necessarily, uh, char- he's not ruthless aggression John Cena yet. Um, he's got the potential. They've just got to work on him and, and get him there. Um, because the Austin theory that was on Raw last night would, would lose when he tries to cash in. Um, if they can get him over the hump, these next two, three weeks, let him cash in and run with the damn thing till Survivor Series if Roman's not going to be around. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he if he does win, I think it's going to be one of those situations where it's a lackluster first reign and he, like, kind of learns and then, like, that second one might, might actually be good. But maybe actually, I don't know. I think like if he won the that time between August and Survivor Series is the the most harmless time to like put a title now, on somebody. I did I did run through a scenario if that I thought do it. I mean it would piss people off, but I would I would mark out pretty hard for it. If Roman wins this last man standing match and Theory comes out to cash in and Roman looks down at the belts and just throws the <laughs> the WWE belt at him to ununify them. And he's like, welcome to the Island of relevancy and just <laughs> walks the hell off. Like, <laughs> I'm okay with him getting a belt in some way that makes <laughs> Roman look like more of a badass. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> plus 
you can't cash in on on Roman because the Usos are standing there. Like it, that wouldn't make any sense. Um, Brock Lesnar can't beat Roman yeah. in the Last Man Standing match because the Usos are standing there. Like so, there's there's something they've got to do. They got to do something because yeah. otherwise, it's it's just going to be a failed cash in, and it's going to be disappointing as hell. I could see a situation where Brock does take out both the Usos maybe and, you know, puts them through a table or do some other thing. But, like, that free opens up Roman to, like, you know, finish finish the job type thing or do something off to a point where, like, the Usos are too taken out of it to, like, defend. I don't know. I think on one hand, like, the fact that Austin Theory has this – has this uh as I, people always get excited for money in the bank cash-ins, that'll that'll help. I think just because this match has been done, the the Roman Brock match has been done so many times, and the fact that it's really hard to get a a good last man standing match that people like like because otherwise it's anticlimactic. I think we are going to get a cash in. I do think we're going to have a win. I think in any other situation, people were not really going to be excited about Austin Theory winning. He got booze when he got. He took down the thing, which is good because it, it does fit with his character. But yeah, I do agree. He's I, not I necessarily he ready be, for it. But, but I think I, that I think they're going to have to. They, they shouldn't happening. have spent. If this is where they were headed, to yeah. waste the last six weeks doing pose downs against Bobby Lashley, which there's not a fucking person on their roster that can beat Bobby Lashley in a pose down. I'm sorry. Uh, so that was just a dumbass concept, anyways. Um, but you, you needed to find ways to build him up as a potential threat. Like, he doesn't have to be completely ready to be champ yet, but you had to at least spend some time getting him getting him championship ready. And, the I mean, what have you done for me lately is you, you dropped the U.S. title to Bobby Lashley. Um so it's it's they've they've done a, a piss poor job of of building him as as even remotely capable of uh, of getting over either one of those guys. Um, so the, I really they can they can do it. It's not hard. I mean, have him be the one that gives Veer Mahan his first loss. Now that Veer actually appeared, you know, seven hundred eighty two days later. Um, I mean, just something. He's going to have to go over some of the behemoths, um, <laughs> you know, win a handicap match against the Mysterios. He's got to do something. Um, and it, I, it, it's an easy fix. Um, it's just whether or not they actually do it. Um, or if they, if they just want him to be a shit heel champion, um, they can do that. Yeah. Uh, but they they needed to, to build towards that a little bit better, um, like they did with Rollins before Rollins cashed in. Yeah. Uh, I am just like closing out. I am a little disappointed. I was, I was hoping Sammy would win it and uh, immediately change his mind about the not cashing in for the, you know, just sitting on the contract for a year and letting it like, like fade away. Um, I would, I would love to see him getting like talked into cashing in or something, even if he failed. Like, I think that could have been a fun, like cash in and it fails. Um, I, I, I do a, still like attempted, wholeheartedly believe there's know, a possibility John Cena shows but, up, uh, talks yeah. Austin Theory into a match for the for the briefcase, and then John Cena closes SummerSlam with a 17. Um, I, I think it's possible. Um, I mean, it, it, it makes the most sense to me um, to go ahead and get it get it done, get him get him over the the Ric Flair hump. Um, you know, because you never know when you're yeah. you're going to run into an issue like The Rock, where you can't fit into his schedule anymore. Um, so, I don't know. I think I think that's that's the most likely scenario that I can come up with. Uh, but we'll see. The the Miz will end up Money in the Bank, Mister Money in the Bank, before SummerSlam. <laughs> Somehow. So... <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, 
Are, are you going do, like you, you? I think you didn't. You you mentioned you I, I had some kind of like Airbnb, Airbnb booked, to um, Nashville. Then I saw ticket did prices. You, did you actually do and, that? Uh, I decided that uh, you know SummerSlam wasn't for me, uh, which worked out really well because um, a different trip was already in the works, and now I get to go to Death Before Dishonor in uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, the timing randomly lined up, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, Always nice. excited to get to see FTR live. Um, they've they've been responsible for two or three of my favorite live events that I've been to. So uh, love those guys. Obviously, got that top rope got that top rope Tuesday T-shirt. Uh, I actually paid the shipping charges on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm not going to SummerSlam. Um, <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta advertise John Cena well in advance to get my money or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful. I've got I, I'm getting good vibes from them lately. So here's hoping <laughs> that they they make good on some of the things they've got in the works. Um, if yeah, Money in the Bank was a lot of fun. Like. And 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 also from AEW, the the Forbidden Door was a cursed show, and it turned out to be a lot of fun. Like both WWE and AEW have been been surpassing like expectations uh, for their for their big shows, and I think that's cool. Um, not always hitting it on TV, definitely on the WWE side, not not hitting it on TV, but. Um, also, AEW two has been kind of a little all over the place lately, um, yeah. but yeah, they've always put on the big shows and they've done that well. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. Well, hopefully, a lot more good wrestling to come. But we'll uh, we'll we covered like a billion things on this episode, so we're gonna um, so we're gonna end it here, and then hopefully we have some some other developments for Death Before Dishonor and stuff like that to to come come at you. Uh, here soon on the next episode. We didn't even touch on Ric Flair's last match, which we'll touch on next week. Uh, hopefully, he is alive at the uh, a month from now, uh, and hopefully, it didn't go terribly wrong. And a lot of scarred people in the building. Um, so, like, we'll see. subscribe, ring the bell. But uh, until then, share. Uh, what what can uh, people do? I, uh, <laughs> we're not on Twitch. We're not on Twitch. I was going to tell you to tip, but. Um, uh, yeah, it's been all, a while. The, all the things on all the socials, <laughs> follow us on all the, uh, all the, the streaming platforms We're available on whichever one you choose to use. Um, I listen through, uh, I think I'm on Spotify now. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I just switched that. I got the whole home it's is there. Google home now <laughs> like, and I, Spotify so. actually syncs with it and Apple music doesn't. So I had to make the change, uh, yeah. which screwed up one of my bundles. But uh, you know, follow yeah. us on all the socials, all the all the the streaming services. Uh, like, <laughs> subscribe, share. We appreciate it, and we will see you next week. Long live.